welcome everybody to the 118th uh, episode of um, Between the Lines. I'm your host, AY. Uh, with me um, is um, Olu Ashegun, IBK, and uh, Ramsey. So, <laughs> IBK, what's up? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm 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 very pumped today because I'm very pumped today. We've, we've just watched a beautiful game of football between Man City and Tottenham. This week has just been entertaining. So much sports has gone down. Basketball also has gone down. Um, a bit of NFL we probably might touch on, and one or two funny happenings that happened in Euro 2024 um, round draws that was going down. So we we've got a packed show today. So I'm I'm pumped. Uh, okay, um, to the Prince of Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Another W, another win. Uh, life is good. I mean, from last week, then the midweek game, the Champions League game, and then obviously the weekend. Uh, it's been a good, good week. Uh, so yeah, all's good. Uh, and to our second Prince of Arsenal, <laughs> Chief Ramsey. <laughs> Hello everyone. Uh host with the most. Anyway, good to have you here as our host today. Um how do I feel? Of course, lonely at the top. So um uh, <laughs> uh, the, the elephants are the tree again, uh. we're, we're doing what we yeah, the elephants are back on the tree. We do what we do, we win. Others are doing what they do, they lose. So yeah, <laughs> everybody's just doing what they know how to do best. So let everybody continue doing what they have to do best. So let the show begin. Okay, so I'm going to start with the Champions League. I'm going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about just a couple of results. I think everyone already knows how it went down. Uh, let's start with Arsenal. The, the impressive uh, 6-0 victory over over Lons with um, goals from Avert, Asus, Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard and Virginia. So, uh what do you think about that? I think that it's a continuation of the conversation that we had last week's show where uh, we were talking about uh, the fact that Arsenal, you haven't clicked, blah, blah, blah. And just the, the, the couple of days later, three days later, you played in a game whereby loans were not, they were not bad by any stretch of the imagination. But they just didn't sit in a low block and like double up on each player. They kind of they kind of pressed a little bit mid to high, and that just gave space to Arsenal's attacking players. And when that happened, like you know, you you get a result like that. You you, you know, we saw on, on Wednesday, and I think that that's just is 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 really emblematic of like what's what it is. You know, it's not a thing of Arsenal's attackers are not good or like you know they are, they are, they have too many instructions. It's just. In the Premier League, we saw it the week before. So, uh, yeah, the, the the Brentford game was Saturday. It was it was you know it was it was quite difficult to to break them down. And then when there was just just a little more space, because that's what happens in in these cup competitions, you know, like you 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 have to win your games as wherever you are in in, in the table, you know, because like if you don't, you're getting kicked out. So you have to accrue points in the Premier League or in any league competition, like. I mean, you still have to accrue points, but you can afford not to win a game in, in, in cup competition. That's just not the case. So they have to come out. They have to try and attack you. And when that happens, you get a situation like, you know, what you had with with with, with Arsenal uh, on Wednesday. And and as you've had with Arsenal, like over the past, you know, four, 
uh, of five game weeks. We played against PSV, beat them 4 0. We beat um, uh, uh, Sevilla 2 0 and 2 1. We've beat um, Lons. Oh no, we drew, we we lost against Lons away, but then we beat them here. So all's good, man. It's just it, it, it's just to show that you know the the attack is not the problem. It's more like the space that we have. So yeah. Okay, I I need to ask you this question. Um, everyone feels okay. The favorites are probably City, uh, maybe Bayern, Real Madrid. Where where do you see Arsenal? How how high how high do you rate Arsenal in the Champions League? I think Arsenal are. I think Arsenal can win it, and obviously, it's stuff that's is is going to be a conversation that like you know you, you'll be you'll be reluctant to say because like obviously Arsenal have never won it, but I think that spine that Arsenal have of Saliba, uh, um, uh, Rice and Gabriel is probably top. I don't know top five. That's even. I think that's a little bit too too low. I think top three, top two in, in Europe. Because if you have, um, you know, Diaz, um, uh, Vadiol or whoever, Akanji and uh, uh, Rodri, and you're comparing those two, which you, if you want to say like City is the benchmark, then I think Arsenal is kind of, that, that spine, that, that back line kind of, you know, measures up really, really well with them. And then if you have, obviously, Martinelli and Saka are not... Like they're not going to get you fifty goals a season, like you know, uh, uh, Ronaldo will or whatever. But they would get you. Saka has what four four goals, not four 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 goals and assist now, or five goals and assist in the in in the Champions League. I think uh, Jesus has four goals. I think Martinelli is also in a good good number. So like these players are going to produce in the in the in the Champions League, and I feel like if I'm looking across Europe now, I'm looking at. Bayern, who I think are, are a good side, obviously, with Kane leading the line. I'm looking at City. I'm looking at uh, Atletico because I, I think they won 3-1 three, three, or 3-0 against the uh, Feyenoord the other day. Uh, PSG, no. Barcelona, no. Uh, not no, like they're not good, but no, like, I feel like Arsenal could beat them. Um I'm I'm saying Arsenal can go at least to the semifinals and then from there it's just... Oh, sorry. I forgot Real Madrid. Obviously, Real Madrid. Uh, but, you know, I think Real Madrid is going to be a thing of like, yeah, with Real Madrid, you just never really know, you know, is is that that thing is different. Uh, but anybody else, I feel like you go to today, to against them two games, I feel like Arsenal have a chance of coming up on top. So I would say at least a semi-final, a quarter-final um, run, and then anything afterwards is is the luck of the draw. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I agree with you that, I mean, Arsenal have looked, really good in the Champions League, but uh, you know, forgetting the fact that they were, you know, in a pretty weak group, don't you think that's a factor too? Um, Yeah, PSV, Sevilla, Lance is not the hardest group that you ever face, but look, I feel like Arsenal are, are, are set up, especially in cup competitions, to not let in goals. And when whichever team that you play against, that is always going to be a very good baseline to go from. Um, I don't think that's um uh let's let's think of a very good attack. Let's say um let, let's think of somebody. PSG's attack, for example, is Mbappe, um Gonzalo Ramos or, or Kolumwali or whoever, and Dembele. And this is like very, very talented players. I don't think that they're going to rip through Arsenal's defense. And that's like a very top attack. So anybody else, I, I'm looking at like the attacks across Europe and I'm saying these are very uh, good. 
you're right about PSG, but I think if you look at PSG's midfield, they will still struggle against Arsenal anyway because Arsenal have players like Declan Rice, Odegaard in the middle, while PSG will be going into the middle with Ugarte, uh Zaire, uh, and uh, Vitinha. These are not exactly world beaters. Yeah. So perhaps PSG is not the, the, the perfect example. But but I get, I get your point. I mean, at the end of the day, you beat what, what's right, who's right, who's, who's in front of you. So I, I get your point. I get your and point. even with the midfield thing, Pate is not around. And I feel like Pate, I mean, we've gone back and forth about like Pate's being the best midfielder in the league, blah, blah, blah. Let's even assume that he's not. He's top three midfielders in the league. And he's not, he's not, he's not available. So him coming back into, into the, into the mixer with Rice, in combination with Rice or a replacement with Rice, I think it's, it's, it bodes well. I don't think Pate would, would pay back. But anyway, let, 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 uh, let's wait and see. Uh, to the, to uh, Ramsey, did you see the PSG Newcastle game? I think the controversy was the, was the, was the penalty, even against uh, Livermento. Well, I saw it and um, I saw the game. I, that I do not think, just to chime in, even though you didn't ask me, I don't think Arsenal is the favorite for the Champions League. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I still feel that in terms of experience, in terms of mentality, in terms of, yeah, Arsenal has been very lucky with the group. So, but then probably Arsenal needed the luck of the group for Arsenal to be able to steady the ship first time back in, in seven years. So I think we needed that group to uh, gain confidence, uh, acclimatize to the champions, get familiar again to the sound, to the theme song, to the ring, under the lights. Yeah, and that aside, I feel Real Madrid still, Real Madrid for me, they are still the uh, favorite for this particular year. I, I think Bayern is right behind them. And uh, Manchester City, because of course they are on the road, they are the reigning champions. And then you can now plug Arsenal behind them. PSG, I don't think so. I've seen them play throughout this Champions League uh, season and I still do not see anything that is special about them. I'm really disappointed in um, their coach, Lucho. I really do not, I sincerely do not uh, see that thing that is special about them. Or maybe they are just building. Maybe they are not even looking at winning this year. They just want to build a team. So wait. But the game against Newcastle. Uh, so there's this thing that we always say, yeah. It rains everywhere. And um, yeah, when if, if you benefit from uh, a bad system at some point and you kind of try to defend it, you are going to have to pay for it at some point. So as a football fan, I really do not want to see referees making bad calls. But then as someone that has uh, been hurt in the past with uh, officiating, I'll say that saves Newcastle, right? There's no way in hell that's the penalty. No way in hell that's the penalty. And then you look at the referee, you look at the VAR. The referee didn't give it here. Yeah? It was the VAR that called the referee to the monitor. And then, you know, when they call the referee to the monitor, uh, there are 90% chances that it is what the VAR wants that's going to happen. So I do not think that was a penalty. I don't think that should have been a penalty. But the same people that saw Duelinti's two hands on Gabriel in the Premier League and said they did see an angle to confirm to them or to conclusively determine that it was a foul. Uh, I think, yeah, they saw that the ball went from the body of the player to the hand, but they didn't see any angle that could come. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think they're two different, they're two different. Uh, so it's a, a bad call is a bad call. Uh, the call against Arsenal 
Newcastle has not, it was a, it was a wrong call. The call uh, PSG Newcastle, it was a wrong call. A wrong call is a wrong call. Whether they are similar or they are not, similar, they are wrong calls. No, you could for, see one on 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 Gabriel from joining, and you are saying that you couldn't see an angle that confirms that he pushed in, like really. And then so and then they're saying the same thing in the champion. Now so you see this handball rule here. I feel it's the most complicated thing in football. And uh, and like I've always said, the only solution to this is he touch your hand. I mean, you know, touch your hand. He touch your hand. Penalty. So all this butt hand proximity closeness. So there was this thing that happened. Uh, Romero, Manchester United against Tottenham. They did not award the penalty to uh, Ganacho in that particular game. Fast forward two games later, they gave us a penalty against Spurs for the same thing. Consistency. Uh, you've seen them this season say the penalty that they awarded against Arsenal versus Chelsea. It was almost the same thing. He went from the body of uh, Saliba's head to his arm and you awarded the penalty. So it's all this, all these things. So let us let us conclude that there is nothing like any angle. There's not like proximity. There's nothing like uh, what have you. You touch your hand, have you? you no know, touch your hand. Penalty. That is the only way we can solve this thing. But that Newcastle call, uh, I think it was rash. I but then that serves them right. And then for uh, Alan Shera, the same him that was saying that we should respect the referee and the VAR, uh, whatever decision they make when they gave that goal for uh, Anthony Gordon against Arsenal. It was the same one that was ranting on Twitter the next day that VR is shit, VR is this, VR is that. So, like, it's going to touch everybody. Same way it touched Manchester City today, but that's not the question on this card. Uh, Newcastle gave a very good fight. I'm so proud of them, despite their injury worries. But I don't think they are going to qualify from the Champions League because Dortmund has qualified. They are just probably going to allow PSG to beat them. I, I think it's head-to-head in, in the Champions League, so uh, both of them will just qualify. So that's it. Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. I. I. I think um, the VAR thing is, you know, yeah, it's, it's prone to interpretation. Like I always tell people, at the end of the day, it's still the referee making the decision. The VAR is simply telling the referee to take another look at it. So at the end of the day, it's the it's still the referee's decision. That that's why the uh, decision to stand down the VAR of the PSG game was was pretty uh, shocking to me because if you have doubts about something, you are supposed to call the attention of the referee to it. And that's exactly what VAR did. The referee chose then uh, to award the penalty and then why then did they have to stand down the VAR? But anyway, uh, let's move to the third and final game we're going to talk about the Champions League. That's the United... Um, 3-3 game with Galatasaray. Uh, IBK, what did you, did you see the game? IBK. He's having uh, he's having network issues. Okay, okay. Um, okay, maybe you should take that to Russia. Um, Galatasaray, man, you... I'm trying to remember what happened in the game. That was the one that... Uh, <laughs> No, that, no, I remember, I remember, I remember. It was yeah, the one that, that yeah. That's a particular question, but let's... let's no, let's I, 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 yeah, I can laugh at another. Yeah, it's one that he's, he, he lets in the, the two free kicks from Zia. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, the thing is, like, I'll just... I'll, I'll talk about it, like, real quick. But for me, I'm, 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 I'm looking at United and I'm like, 
I, I'm worried for them a little bit because I don't think that United as a, as an institution now, like have any kind of, I wouldn't even say like, you know, tactics is something that, um, you know, you can, you, you can work on on the training ground over time, blah, blah, blah. But I'm looking at like, you know, uh, I'm going to really sound like Roy Keane and, and all these older heads, but when you're talking about like intensity and fights and desire, I don't think that United have that. You know, I don't feel like they're a team that like plays for one another. They play for themselves. They're always like trying, they'll, they'll pull, you know, their, their teammates or by 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 the shirts and like, you know, drag them to, to victory. Obviously, like it's very difficult to to say that in a game whereby they were leading 2-0 at at you know at at uh they, they they were leading at two separate points and Unana like kind of messed up the game for them but if you're even looking at the game itself just like over time they kind of let you know Galatasaray like come into the game and then you marry that with the game that he played against on the weekend against Newcastle and Newcastle obviously is like an is a difficult place to go for anybody right but you know the intensity at which you guys play and like the the desire you know, to get to the first ball, to get to the second ball, you you have clips of like Rashford letting his 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 attacking like player like go past him. It's not good. It's not good enough. You you gotta be, before you can you know play you know do tactics and build up and blah blah blah. You have to really, uh, as they say, like the cliche is like you have to earn the right to play. And I don't think like United, you know, just generally as as, as a club, like I don't know. That their mentality is right to like and the right to play in every single game, and it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, for and that's not fun. I love it, but I'm sure for you, Ewa, it's not it's not good to see. Uh, I I I think you're you're right, but in this particular game, I think United really really played well. United really dominated this game, and if Onana was, you know, even. Even average on that day would have won the game because United that the intensity we 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 took the ball to Galatasaray we played well despite the weather conditions I think it was one of those games where I can actually say United performed very well aside from Monana but anyway that that that's gone uh, let, uh, let's move to the to the league and um, Fulu is here by the way yeah yeah I just I just saw him yeah Fulu welcome yeah um, okay so yeah. in the last, Okay, maybe we should just involve Tolu uh Folu immediately and let's talk about the turnaround victory for Liverpool against Fulham today. Well, what do you have to say about that? Um, it's good to be back. Um, the mentality, of course, you can see that. Um, no doubt, even if I, I watched that game and even if it went bad, um, I would be sad. But I think the the way they played, the intensity was there. You know, everything, people tracking back, everybody putting their best. And that's what you were talking about just now. Uh, even when tactics can fail you and all of that. Um, but how you help you play as a team is really, really important. You help each other, you defend together, you attack together. All of that helps you to, you know, achieve something. So it's, it's not every time you have a good game, really. But Brown get get the result and all of that. It, it was a very very massive game and the goals were special. Like all the four goals were just like screamers. Uh, it's something that has not happened in a while. Scoring those kind of goals and I really think Endo should get more playing time. I think it's the best um, deep line playmaker. Like that six role 
um, he can do it better than McAllister. I really think I've been saying that since the beginning of the season, but um, everyone says the pace he doesn't have the pace, he doesn't have the legs, but I think he's a very technical player and he has a lot of experience, so it's good with that role. Uh, uh, it, it was a very, very good game and uh, I enjoyed every part of it. Sure, hey, well, before, you, before you continue, I just wanted to ask about uh, Zobo's lie because, like, obviously, I'm not uh, I don't watch like all Liverpool games, but like yeah. uh, I'm I'm on Twitter and like Twitter like has like agenda on like agendas on funny players and they seem to have like an agenda on Sobos like and they're saying it's not good. So I'm just to confirm like if that's been the case or not. Oh, he's a good player. <laughs> that he's, he's a very no, not player. that he's good, but like has he has he been good? Like what what did you expect from him or like what has he brought? Um, yes, maybe the. The stats are not doing justice to to him. He normally he always gets goals and assists, but um, so far I'm still pleased because uh, when you look at what happened last season, that midfield had like two assists and one goal. All the midfielders last season, apart from when Curtis Jones came and got those two goals, but um, apart from Jones and Elliot, those other guys, um, all the guys that we sold, they had one assist throughout last season. And when you look at where we are coming from, it's uh, it's a much it's much progress. It's young. Uh, this is first season. It will get better. Um, the chemistry we are still getting on is is still very decent. Um, today he didn't have a great game, but uh, still fair enough. Yeah, I think it will get better and get better. And Darwin, I don't even know what to say about that guy. It's, it's just mixed feelings. Today he's mm-hmm. playing well. Tomorrow he's off. Um, but I can see, you can see that Klopp is doing the right thing. He has um, the mentality for those players. Many of those players, um, they rely on him a lot and he's pushing them. You can see Arnold, you can see the intent. Even at the 80th minutes when they scored that, that goal, they didn't give up. They were still pushing. The crowd was also with them. I think the Anfield, uh, um, at the atmosphere too also helps. But um, for Sobos, like, I think with time, he will pick up again, but he's a very, very decent player. Very, very decent player. Can I can I touch on this club um, Liverpool thing real quick, guys? Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I think that's what... Yeah, um, I agree with you, Fulu, what you're saying about club, But I just think that this season, club has just added another... And I think I've said this before, another feather to his cap. His ability to win the game from the bench. I think this this season, I think um, Liverpool have been handheld by Klopp in terms of making the right decisions because their quality of football and everything is still not good enough for them to dominate and win maybe 80-90% of their games. So that's what, that's another reason why they you know they've considered I think 14 16 to 20 goals or something like that. They've considered a lot of goals this season. So, and today again against um um against a, a decent Fulham side, they considered three at Anfield. Yes, they came back and scored four and all that kind of thing. We understand how they won the game. But his ability to win the game from the bench is something that Klopp has not done successfully over the last couple of seasons. But this season, he's been able to do that. And the changes he brought in, bringing in Endo, bringing in... um. Oh, what's the name of that? Uh, the Dutch forward. 
you know, was able to change the game and give, Gapo. yeah, Gapo give um give um the, the attack much impetus. Salah today was kind of flat, but he provided the assist for Endo's goal, and then of course Trent was superb. Although a couple of goals, you know, came from Trent's side. So Trent and you know somebody said this on Twitter, which I think I agree. Trent and um, um, Zinchenko are having the same issues. They provide so much in midfield and in attack, and you know, in that that side of the pitch, and then they don't, you know, you got to take it that they are going to leave themselves vulnerable at the back. And Trent coming up with two goals, especially the, in fact, the two goals were just absolutely amazing. The free kick is just is breathtaking, and then the finish, you know, the boot. The way he was able to turn his body almost in a talk-like fa- manner, you know, for that winner, it's just absolutely amazing. Oh, okay. Um, so can we touch on uh, Newcastle and Manchester United yesterday? One now. Uh, I'd be careful to take that, please. Uh, I mean, well, l- let me just be direct in the question. Uh, what do you have to say? I mean, I've been a supporter of um, Ten Hag all season, but. I think my my rope is you know very thin. <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah. think I think I th- let me just let me let me be broad and then let me be let me be broad and let me be narrow in this conversation. What I mean is that I first feel that yes, we need to go back to the owners and you know trying to get the right sporting philosophy. And in getting the right sporting philosophy, two things, a couple of things occurred to me. A couple of weeks ago, um, ETH comes out and says that he's not going to play like Ajax, that we don't have the personnel, we don't have the talent. So why do you go and buy Onana? Because Onana is the kind of player you play for an Ajax. So that's just a very, I don't know, I don't know. It's a very funny conversation that why would you buy Onana when you don't want to play like Ajax? That's the first thing. Secondly, Olashagun, you've touched this this season. Um, Ramsey, you've touched this. Ay and even Lisa, you guys have all touched this. You guys don't know, can't put your foot on the ball and control the game properly. And Newcastle this season, their 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 stadium has become almost like a cauldron, and they've had injury issues, and they are playing in the Champions League for the first time in twenty years. And you know, at PSG, they played. <laughs> they had about two or three goalkeepers on the bench. They didn't make any subs. And then even in this game too, they you know they barely made anything. But those guys know what they are doing. The coach knows what he's doing. And they've been getting the right results. Finally, I would like to say that ETH is not is, is still not the kind of coach that would take um, a struggling team to an amazing team. He's not that kind of... He's the person that you know this team was struggling before if started playing well perhaps maybe you push that team closer to winning titles that kind of thing and that's the kind of coach he is he's not in that first phase of taking a team that is you know very poor does not have structure and then trying to create structure that is why he's he bought his signing like mason mount he bought a signing like casemiro he bought a signing like anthony bought a signing like hoyland and, you know, all of them have all been mixed bags, you know. If not said anyone has been a major hit over the last 18 months. Maybe the closest to a major hit has been 
Casemiro, but Casemiro's deficiencies have been exposed fully. Look at look at today's game, Man City versus Tottenham, Rodri. One thing Olashekun likes to touch on this. One thing Rodri does not have is athleticism. Once you if you if you take Rodri left or right quickly, he loses his, his waist can't turn properly, unlike Bernardo Silva. And he can't run. So he does a lot of tactical fouls where he gets away with it. But this season he's not been getting away with it. That's why he's been he's gotten a red card. Next match is going to miss because he's already played five games. You know, he's already gotten five five yellow cards. And that's the same thing with Casemiro. All those things were hidden when he was in Real Madrid and they are being exposed. So he, their talent ID has been awful. The coach has not sat down and prepared and coached them properly, you know. And um, that game could have been 3-4-0. Newcastle don't have enough elite attacking talent for them to, to be ruthlessly clinical in this kind of game. If not, by 3-0, you don't think Manu would have even come out into the pitch to do anything in the second half? Oh well, okay. <laughs> so what 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 do you what, what do you think is the way forward for United now? Okay, I, I no, well, then the way forward is you know, I was ETH probably will have to stay, but they need to get the right sporting director in. And they should do the way Real Madrid, the way Man City, the way Bayern have done. Okay, so we are playing X style of football. And these are the profile of players we are playing, we are getting for this style of football we want to play. Now, manager, this is what you're going to come in and work with. Once in a while, maybe there's a superstar that you know what, you just you just have to overlook. Okay, this superstar is available, we can get him. But nine out of ten of the other signings, these are the signings we want to use because these are the types of players we want to play. This is the style of football we want to play. ETH, we're giving you XYZ. These are your KPIs in six months, in three months, in this, 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 this. Now, of course, there will be curveballs, there will be wrinkles. But if this is what we are doing and we are backing you like this, this this is what we should expect. And I feel that it's not well defined. So at the end of the day, if they continue like this, ETH loses a few games here and there. Probably they gets he gets sacked. They bring in another top manager in quotes, and they win the first couple of you know maybe six months, eight months. Rashford scores thirty goals in the next forty-five games, you know, and then we get back to the same thing. And that's why Marshall and some other players are 27, 28. And they're still not man you players in, in quotes, but they've been around for a long time. If I can, if I just mention, like, first of all, I think like what you guys need to do, first of all, is get McTominay out of the team. Like the fact that McTominay is playing so many games is crazy. Because, like, you know, um there was I didn't check the opta or scorecard stats for it, but there was a twist going around that you know they played the game and he had like 30 touches. And he's not playing as a second striker. He's playing in the midfield. Uh, this was against Newcastle, not um, Galatasaray. That's when if your midfielder is a low touch player, you're 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 in trouble, right? Like you, you cannot control the ball. You cannot you cannot progress the ball. So he needs to get him out of the pitch, uh, out of the field. And Mino has been really good, at least for his first you know two three games. He came in, he had his debut, 
um and got got a Tassarai game but i think he's he played uh i don't know if he played the game before um i'm not sure but whatever anyway he's been pretty good um i would pair him with i don't know maybe i'll drop bruno back to um i'll, I'll pair mino with amrabat and bruno so you can get some form of you know you get people that can pass the ball right in in the midfield i don't know what you do with with rashford because he's in a funk now I don't know. I would I would drop him, put Garnacho on the left, and and stick with with an Anthony or Pelestri. I don't think it's it, it really matters because obviously I don't rate Anthony. Um, but I mean, if you like, put him there, and just start from there. Like start by trying to say, okay, cool. We cannot do a thing of like we're always trying to, um, because now you don't know what you're doing. You don't know if like you're you're trying to, uh, be a counter attacking side or you're trying to be like a a, a build up side. And I think being a counter-attacking side for you guys, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Like to, to run and to chase is not possible because like you guys don't have the legs in the midfield. So I would say, okay, cool. Let's just try and pass the ball around and remove McTominay from there, drop Bruno a little bit deeper and then start from that. And they can see like how he goes from there. Okay. Yeah, enough of uh, United. Now let's talk about... Um... A game we just saw, Man City and uh, and Spurs, uh, uh, a thriller of some sort. Uh, a game that was uh, akin to Brentless by the side. Uh, Man City slipped from mastering Spurs to to a sloppiness that should probably infuriate Pep. So uh, uh, I'll let uh, Ramsey take that. So Ramsey, what 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 do you make of the the City Spurs game? I'm happy with the results. At least it gives me like a two point breathing space for my capacity. Uh, there are demons I don't want to see behind me. But discussing <laughs> the game, um, in the context of the game, I feel that Manchester City were wasteful. They missed a lot of chances. Uh, Alan missed the sitter, I think two sitters. Doku was very selfish, and um, I think this questions was probably the reason they didn't score a lot of goals in the first half. Um, they could have actually buried Tottenham in the first half. They did not. Uh, Tottenham grew into the game. And um, you know this thing about boogie teams. Before you know it, you continue to struggle against them. So City now struggle against City uh, against Tottenham. I didn't see that Kulusevski goal coming. But City, they've, they've really been a sloppy at the back. And then uh, what happened at the end? The same thing that happened to Newcastle Champions League. I do not understand how Simon Upa, the referee, called a foul when Grealish was true on goal. You gave an advantage. For fuck's sake, you gave an advantage. And then Grealish was true on goal. And then you called it back. But then, uh, it's going to touch everybody. It's just like um, it's, it's just like rain. It's going to touch everybody. So, uh, I'm expecting the, PF, the PDMOL to... Ministers of condolences. So that's what they do. Send apologies up and down. They're not apology FC. Uh, you could see how how furious Alan was. He got a yellow card that won my FPL. Forgive me. It was it was really furious, and uh, he was just asking. Make it make sense. You went to school. You you didn't become referee overnight, which means you went through training. You understand the game. How did you call that foul back when you could have just allowed Village to uh, go through on goal? So, but then that's uh, three three. 
I'm, I'm really, I'm not very sure about this particular Manchester City, but they did the same thing last season, and then they went on that rampaging run, stringing wins together, usurping Arsenal, winning the league. Uh, maybe their focus is different this time. Yeah, so um, Ramsey, don't you think part of the problems uh, City are having is the fact that one, there's no having the brainer uh, to you know, when you see a system where he, he prefers to play someone like Graviol on the left side, even when he doesn't really have the pace, instead of maybe putting Akonji there or Nathan Ake, don't you think that's part of the problem with City? Well, I think City is a system side, so uh, whoever it is they put in a particular position, I think they always come true. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is a big guest, but I really do not think he's their uh, biggest miss. I think it's Rodri. And you will see how they're going to struggle in their next game. Uh, they're having discipline problems this season. Uh, Rodri struggles with pace, and then I think that's that brain part on Because I have no idea why he took that yellow effect today, uh, which was very missing against Aston Villa. And um, really, really speak. So, you get and Manchester City when Rodri was suspended for three games the other time, they lost three games and they bounced uh, on domestic front. The games he did not play. So the struggle against Aston. Aston is also a team that uh, flatters to deceive. So it's going to be another ice cream. So uh, for me, I know they, they miss Kevin De Bruyne. I think that is why Alan is not scoring a lot of goals right now, uh, because the person that puts the uh, sets the table for him for him to feast has not been around. A Doku would rather die than to pass. I see some of the things he did today. And uh, like today, they, they, played, they, they played for their profligacy. They were too, in front of goal, they were a lot careless. They had a lot of chances to bury Tottenham in the first time, like I said the other time. Did not, and that is what happens in football. Football is always going to come back to punish you. So uh, it is what it is. I'm happy they dropped the point, but this is not the city that we know. But then I want them to lose a lot of ground before they wake up. Okay. Uh, Can, I say what? Can I say something about this game? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I I also think that's what's uh, um I agree with Ramsey. Um, the De Bruyne has been a big miss because. One thing that this particular city team does not have is varied kind of passes into the box. So right now, all their passes are short passes, triangles, and all those kind of things, combination plays. And De Bruyne is the kind of person, when he comes into that right half space, he's able to cross it either with pace across, whether on the ground or in the air where Haaland, you know, he gobbles up those chances or he does those, his true passes, and none of them, gives that kind of final true, you know, tiny pass. Mm, once in a while, you see maybe Silva or or um, Foden do that, those kind of things. Secondly, I also think that their, um, f- first, their second and third phase play is very bad in the middle of the park. It's still not very optimal. Um, also, you for them to have that run to win the league last season and to clear all those trophies they did, they introduced bringing Stones into that midfield. Um, Stones has always been a ball-playing centre-half, even from his days of, I think, 
is it um, Barnsley or so before going to Everton? He's always been a ball playing center half, so it was easy for him to. He's also played DM, you know, at his younger days and all that. So it was easy for him to transition and play that holding role quite well. Um, introducing someone like um, Akonji and any other person, maybe we could Lewis there. It's supposed to be a band-aid. It's not supposed to be a staple. And I think that either the central midfielders he has picked up, that's um, Nunes and Calvin Phillips have been terrible useless in training that he's not even trusting them on in the game to be able to you know there's there are things that you know there are traits that midfielders have you know and they don't have it those those defenders don't have it Akonji or maybe Guardiola or Ake or anybody he decides to put in the middle like that um also I think that um excuse me I also think that concentration wise Man City players uh, you know, you know, they are not at that hundred percent concentration wise. Look at this game against Tottenham today. It was just Tottenham didn't have eight chances or five chances. I can't even say they had four chances. I can't even remember um Edison making a single save. It almost felt like every shot that they had on target went 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 into the back of the net. That was how and and I felt that Tottenham was very sloppy and naive a lots of times. So I just think that overall in both boxes this season, City have not been clinical. And I, and we know Guardiola is going to sit down this second half of the season and come out with a formation, maybe 4-3-3, something sharp, and he would be able to cope it and nobody be able to cope with them. And they'll just win games from now to the end of the season or from nah, January nah, to nah, the end. Nah, nah, nah. That's the old <laughs> days. That's the old days. I don't think that's happening this season, man. I feel no. I think you're right, though. But I, I, I don't know what you mean by like saying like, oh, like in the in the first phase and second phase, like they are not progressing the ball well. I just think, um, I think Chelsea played really well against um. They they showed like how to play against the City when they played them, and it's it's really not allowing. Um, I, I'm going to come back to Virgil because I just feel like. This is a player that's, bro. The hype that he gets is is for me. It's 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 crazy, because like he has deficiencies. He has he's an amazing player, but you know running at him and like asking him to to be agile in the box and to deal with um you know the kind of midfield that that Chelsea uh, played that day. I think it was Caicedo, Gallagher, and uh, Enzo. If you have those kind of running running power, like that kind of running power in the midfield, and you're able to run at them, you're going to get you're going to get um you're going to get joy. I think even when Wolves played against them, and it was you know they had um uh the you know Wolves side that they have Cunha in the middle and they have uh um uh, Neto I think before he got injured obviously on the wing, but they were really running at 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 City and they really were able to get get at them. And I feel like if you do that, you're you're always liable to get chances. And uh, I, for some reason, teams don't do that obviously because they know that you know if City like catch you out of shape, they will beat you. But if more more and more teams run a City like through the middle, I think they would get more more joy. Rodri, Rodri is struggling this season in terms of physicality. So guys are just you know sharp turns, um, quick turns you know, running directly. And the next thing, Rodri is doing the thing that he's been doing for over 
through two and a half years and not getting fined, and that's what pulling the person back, and then they will just blow a foul, and it be, and they've all become tactical fouls, tactical, tactical fouls, tactical fouls. Now referees are giving him yellow cards. He's gotten a red already this season. Now he's gotten accumulation of five yellow cards, so he's going to miss the Aston Villa game, and you know Naomi will prepare for that game thoroughly. <laughs> okay, um, so what what happened with Arsenal Wolves? Um, I think we are going to take that. Um, Arsenal Wolves. Uh, I think the first half was a continuation of the midweek 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 game, whereby Arsenal were like in 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 total control. They kind of they, they they started really early, especially like in the in in the first 20, 25 minutes. Um, they could have gotten you know three four goals. Um, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, uh, Ateta had, like, a press conference where he was, like, asked about, like, you know, what was the difference between this season and the last And Basically, what he talked about was, was game states, you know, like, game states and the opposition. And it's, like, and is I think I shared the article on the group the other day that, you know, Saka talked about it himself. I think it was a Telegraph um, uh, publication where it was, like, yeah, it's difficult because... You know him and Martinelli are getting doubled up, double doubled up on, and you know that's that's something that he's really trying to find ways to to get around, and and as you know, Ateta kind of like corroborated that, and it was like also because if if you're getting doubled up on like in in wide areas and you don't score for a long time, then it gets even more difficult and it gets touchy, and we really need to score early goals. And I think Arsenal last season they scored they scored um quite a number of early goals which kind of opened up the rest of the game and we haven't done that as much this season and and yes uh, yeah yesterday was was very different you know he scored two two early goals and then you see because the team has to now come out they try and attack you and then you get even more chances and um yeah that's what happened uh we could have scored three four five six uh a la Wednesday um but <laughs> Eddie Ketia like Mr. Chance so he missed the one-on-one Jesus Mr. Backpost uh, uh, Chance uh, Trussard missed uh, a one-on-one as well uh, we just we 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 kind of took our foot off the gas and we didn't take our chances to extend the lead and then Zinchenko uh, did a mistake and the thing is like you know my brother was talking about it and it was like oh Zinchenko and Trent are like similar in terms of like you know, they're going to give away stuff, blah, blah, blah. And the reason why I, I, I disagree a little bit is because, like, Trent is, like, um, he's he's not a good defender. Like, you're going to, if you're facing one-on-one, you probably bit him. But he's it's not a thing of, like, he's going to, he's going to be, like, lax, you know, with his, his actions. It's just that he's just not a good defender. But that's okay. Like, not, you know, I mean, defending is an art and that's just not his bag. The difference between that and Zinchenko is that Zinchenko is it's not like he's a not a good defender, is that he's he has this like air of arrogance whereby he does this thing like he gets on the ball and he puts his foot on it and he's trying to like turn and like bro, you're the last man. You're trying to turn over the ball, trying to do pirouettes, he's trying to pass like inside, he's trying to, you know, be be cute with it. And it's like, no, no, you have to always rest in the game, you know, like keep keep your focus. And he really doesn't do that, and he drives me nuts. And I had a tweet from like, I don't know, like three months ago, four months. And I was like, I would never really warm to this player because obviously, 
like we saw what he did last season, especially at the early part of the last season, whereby you know you can feel his his technical ability. But the reason why I'll never want to see him is because like there's always going to be a situation in the game where he's going to be like, bro, clears the ball and he's trying to like do keep your piece in the box. And it's like, what are you doing, bro? And that's that's different from like being a poor defender, like what Trent is. It's more of like there's a sense of arrogance and mentally, I don't like his mentality. And that that kind of caused Arsenal. And then you know, obviously, when you get like a two-one, it becomes like a touchy game. And uh, I mean, we're able to see it out, but it really shouldn't be like that. Um, but yeah, generally, like if you exclude that, it was it was a fabulous attacking performance. So uh, we're looking to take that into the next couple of games. And I think Liverpool is the the, the second game after the next, um, which is probably going to be a big one. So we'll see like what happens there. I don't want Zinchenko playing that game um, because it's it's against Salah, uh, and <laughs> that's a difficult matchup. So. <laughs> Uh yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, if if I think uh, Tomiyasu is injured now, so part of area man, play plays Kiwi or somebody, you know, like I, I'll be fine with that because I think Kiwi is a solid player. But Zinchenko against Salah, it's gonna be scary. But yeah, generally I feel like we've been good and uh, we're going into a good run of form. So yeah, let's see how yeah, it goes. Yeah, what's happening with my boy Ben White? Uh so he was injured at at for a while. And like Tomiyasu has come into the past like two, three games, and especially against Brentford, it was good. Against Sevilla, uh, uh, Lawrence, he was amazing because he got two assists. And uh, Ben White came into the second half of that game, and uh, it was like, um, yeah, so they shared the he game. Didn't uh, he didn't look fit, yeah, but he was just coming back from fitness and uh, from yeah. an injury, so that's fine. Um, and then I think he he came on um against the against the um who did we play? Who did we play on Saturday? Lons then um Lons then Wolves. Then Wolves, yeah. Sorry, I forgot that name. We came on against Wolves, I think, because Tomiyasu went down. Um so yeah, I mean it bits like that, you know. Sometimes you have we have uh I'm not I'm not gonna like reel off all the names, but we have about six defenders, and the only mainstay, I think the only mainstay probably should be Saliba, maybe Gabriel. The other two positions, the right positions, they are up for rotation because you have White, you have Tomiyasu, you have Zinchenko, you have Kivio, and then you have obviously Timber who has done his ACL. So that's a good mix. And from they're, they're going to change, you know. I, I never really worry about players coming in and not. You have Cedric Torres as well. Yeah, no, it's not a real player. It's an <laughs> NFT. <bro. laughs> so I, I never worry about. You. <laughs> no, no, no. He's on like he's on like ninety even or something or eighty even. Um, but anyways, points is like I never worry about like players like dropping it because I mean, uh, White has played probably the first uh, the first half of the beginning of the season, and if he needs like if his form drops a little or he gets injured, it should be fine. These are all like good players. Nobody worries if like uh, uh, um, Akonji doesn't play and it's Aki that plays or Diaz doesn't play and it's Stones that plays for example so i feel like that's a level that we should get to as as arsenal that you know it doesn't matter what's what's variation plays so far as you have your mainstay which i think for me saliba the pieces around him can move and it should be fine okay uh let's go to the to the bundesliga the the, the main game was um leverkusen and borussia dortmund which uh ended um 1-1 uh uh, Boniface equalized after Dortmund took the lead in the fifth minute through Julian Rayson. Did uh, did anyone see that game? I no, saw the was, highlights. 
I saw the highlight. They cancelled with uh, Florian Vitsi's goal. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, well, from what I saw, I, I think it was a poor game. It was more of a game where there were no goal attempts, really. Just Leverkusen holding on to possession and Dortmund trying to maybe eat them on the break. And it was just, it, it was poor. I, I think I think Leverkusen probably deserved more than what they got. But uh, I would say it was still a fair result. To, well, that's what I think anyway. I mean... Uh, that means the Wakusen still lead, though they have a game in hand over Bayern Munich. They lead by three points, and Dortmund are now fifth, ten points behind um Leverkusen. So let's go to the to the Serie A. Um, I'm just going to talk about the key games, of course. Uh, Juventus beat Monza two one on on Friday. Goes from Adrian Rabio and Federico Gatti. Um. Yesterday, Lazio beat Calgary 1 0. The goal from Rodriguez Pedro, that's uh, Pedro, the former Barcelona player. Uh, AC Milan beat uh, Rosion, um, Luka Jovic, uh, Polisic, and uh, Fikayo Tomori, uh, Marco Bresciani with Frosion's only goal. And uh, earlier today, Roma beat Sassuolo 2 1. They had to come from behind with goals from Paulo Dybala and Rasmus Christensen. Napoli are playing at the moment against Inter Milan, still nil-nil. So, um, Inter Juve topped the Serie A with 33 points. AC Milan are third with 29, Napoli 25 and Roma 24 points. Uh, I will go to the Spanish League, La Liga. Uh, key games, of course. Uh, did anyone see the Real Madrid Granada game? Yeah, it was a good game. Okay, well, what what what's your take on it? Uh I think I. Th- who remembers when? Who remembers when um, Neymar was the one carrying the offense when I think Messi and I think Suarez during his Barca days. That that time he cut his hair almost like Skudo, and that <laughs> just was just horrible. So he just looked. Bogus on him, and there was a there was a time for like six seven games. He scored like eight goals, nine five assists, including that crazy goal that he flicked over the player's head against Villarreal. So I I just think that you know he just felt you know what the goal scoring the attack is all on me, and this is what I can do. And he produced like world class perform not just world class maybe almost legendary state performances and i think that that's how rodrigo go is looking at this you know what we don't have vinicius there's the striker position is shaky bellingham cannot be scoring all the goals let me take it up on myself and that's what he's doing man and ancelotti continues to outstand because now he's playing a formation where he's jude bellingham is playing from the left so he's playing left should I say left midfield, not left attacking, you know, so that he can support the midfield and Cruz is having a fantastic season. He had he only missed two passes yesterday. Um in, in fact he in fact one of the passes was so poor and then he was so upset with himself and then he gave that sick assist to to Brian Diaz and Brian Diaz went to clean his footwear. You know, <laughs> Cruz is just growing from you know He's just growing from one strength to another. And then having someone like Valverde that is like a like a bunny, man. He doesn't tire, man. 
and he does not die. It's just like Duracell battery. He just keeps running and running and running. And then he has people like um, um, Benningham coming to support in the midfield. Brian Diaz dropping to to help. You know, these guys don't have a lot of players defensively, offensively, you know, and even in the midfield. And yet, Ancelotti just keeps on winning. I think they want to win the league and perhaps maybe the Champions League this season. And they are going for it. I was just going to okay. say, uh, sorry, I was just going to mention, like, because I was watching a little bit of, like, the Girona game. I think they were playing against uh, Valencia. And I think Valencia was leading for a long time. And it's funny because, like, they won that game 2-1. Girona came back to win it 2-1. And I think now they're they are still second. And obviously, because they are, like, the less lesser-known team, they're not getting the, the, the attention that's, you know, they deserve because they are the same number of points as Madrid. They're both on 38 points, 15 games played. They have considerably less of a goal difference. I think it's, it's, um, eight, eight, the difference in goal difference is about eight because, uh, um, Madrid has 24 and Girona have 16, but they're on the same number of points. And it's like, nobody's actually taking it in. You know, they're talking about like, oh, Madrid is going to win it. And then their, their rivals are Atletico, but like Atletico has six points behind, um, Six points behind Girona, and it's like, do do you have you guys caught any of the Girona games, or do you guys like think like yeah, can... yeah, their, their games are very frenetic, so so I think that's why people don't think that yes, it's going to have a few good story. Yes, another thing that they have for them is that they prepare, they have a week to prepare for every match because it, you know. The, the King's Cup hasn't started, so and they don't they are not in Europe, so they have a week to prepare for every match. And that's what happened with Leicester. Yes, when it Leicester happened, won it. but I just think that man, Atletico 2 is playing some brilliant football. And when Leicester won it, remember that a lot of teams were not up to par that season. A lot of teams at the same time. And I don't think that's what's happening. Um, in La Liga, Madrid is up for it. Atletico is up for it. Baka is Baka can put up a run. They can get a run together. They haven't gotten it yet, but Madrid looks like they want to win the league. Atletico looks like they are up for it as well. Oh uh, well, personally, I think Girona will probably finish in the top four. But I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't it see. looks they, they also might not. They also might not because they look like an injury or two away. Stuani, Salvio, all those kind of guys, you know, getting an injury. And there's this guy, Alex Garcia or something like that, solid central midfielder. Yeah, you're, 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 you're right. So, so the uh, Barcelona playing at Let's Go Madrid right now is still, still nil-nil. Last time I checked, yeah, still nil-nil. Uh, to the French league, uh, PSG beat... Le Havre earlier today, Kylian Mbappe and Ferreira Vitinha with the goals. And um, Lyon are still losing despite sacking Fabio Grosso. They still lost 3 2 yesterday and they are bottom of the French league. Yeah, so, their ultras are going to, to start shouting at them again very soon. <laughs> Telling them that they oh. play for their badge yeah, and all this stuff. Yeah, I saw that video. That video was amazing, man. I, I was too impressed. I was <laughs> impressed. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that before. That's why I was impressed. No, I think I've seen it. I've seen like ultra shouting at people. Uh, but no, you no, only, no. You they really, gave really them happens. mic. They actually gave them mic and the players were standing. It wasn't like 
You know, it was no a dressing down. Yeah. 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 It was. It was, it, yeah, it was, it was a, a proper was dressing down. down. Yeah. 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 It was a, last is crazy though, because that's that's Lyon, man. That's a that's that's like the second biggest or third biggest French uh, institution. Imagine if they get relegated. Yeah, dead yeah, last, bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's talk about the midweek games. Uh, Arsenal will be going away to Luton. Uh, Ramsey, what do you what do, what do you see happening there? Happening where, please? At Luton. Luton. Nothing is happening. They are going to get relegated. No, Arsenal play, playing Luton on, on Tuesday. Oh, no, no. Arsenal should beat Luton. It's not going to be easy because, yeah, those guys are beginning to find their groove at home. And then don't also forget that their stadium is just like, uh, it's a community stadium. Like, um, it's just like they have a stadium in someone's living room. What the actual fuck? See, Inter's goal. Brilliant. Inter just scored against Napoli. Brilliant, brilliant goal from uh, about 35 yards. Okay, so Arsenal should win that particular game, and that would take Arsenal to, I think, six points play of Manchester City, which is breathing space. But of course, you expect City to want to do something interesting against VR. So uh, Luton is going to bring that demonic blue block again, and Arsenal just must find a way around them. Uh, it feels like you're going to somebody's living room to play football uh, because. You could see people spreading clothes outside just by the stadium. You could see people, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what it feels like. So, you have to like, go into somebody's community to play football, like somebody's backyard. So, you can see people having some kind of uh, some kind of normal life. And then, I, I wonder how they do it. That definitely not, not is that bedlam that you experience from uh, this brilliant goal from Inter. So yeah, basically that's it. I expect us not to win. All things being equal, and then just take it one game at a time. But I'm not expecting so much from the team. I think that that team that you look at and say, oh, they are too good to go down. But with Everton picking points here and there, and Bournemouth waking up, I feel Luton, Sheffield, and Burnley uh, will go down. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, how about uh, Man, Man United and Chelsea? What do you, how do you see that going? Okay, so uh, that is like uh, that's like a relegation debut. Like, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not like going to fumbling team. So Chelsea picked a very fine win today. Send Man Chelsea. They got a the record in the first half. Uh, but Brighton has not been the same. The Europa thing is uh, telling on them seriously. They are not. They are not doing fine at all. I didn't expect them not to. Yeah, fine. Officiating. I think they were expecting the penalty at the death. I looked at it again. I do not think that's a penalty. So, uh, Manchester United. So there's this thing. There's this thing I I see about uh, Tenag. So this Postino Abi post office. What's that person uh, coach? Uh, Poster Kuglu. Since he came, he wants to play line. He wants to press. He wants to uh, rotate possession. You can see, even when he had nine against 11, you could still see that pattern. But then, it's been two years now. What can you call Tenag's pattern? Yeah, we know that it is. Um, we know it's confusing football, like he doesn't even know what he wants to do. This moment is doing it, but we cannot keep so football is about system. Yeah, you cannot keep saying uh, this player is not around, this player is not around. So there should be a system like Manchester United players, they play like they don't understand football. And as much as uh, rivalry, 
uh, bands, crews, we want to ban them. But then for the sake of football, you look at how Manchester United play and you're like, no, this team should not be in the Premier League. They should be in the Dutch League or they should be in the Turkish League. From the way they play football, you should, I, I saw them against Newcastle and uh, the way they were trying to, many of them, they, they didn't even know the position where they should be uh, standing and then Fernandez is going to complain for 90 minutes. I, I like the Mino boy. I, I think that is, that's, that's, that's a superstar in the making. But then, guess what? They're going to run that boy. They're going to run that boy down to the ground, man. But then he looks like someone that's brave. I don't like him. I don't wish him well. That boy is too good for him. <laughs> I, mean, I like the boy. I like, I like his confidence. I like it. So and then his his awareness. He saved one ball against against Everton, like right in front of Dalu. Dalu didn't know what to do with the ball. I think he, he already had his best moment of the game. After that assist to Ganacho, and then Ganacho too didn't do anything in the game anymore. After scoring that goal, well, when you score that kind of goal, you should frame it. So if you don't do anything again, people will talk about you. So Chelsea, mind you, I think it's just it's a debut. It's a debut of two useless teams. So uh, maybe the less useless team win, but I think it's going to be a draw. Uh, is it a Stanford Bridge now? I think it's going to be a draw. I expect uh, well those Chelsea kind of up their game when they are playing um, when they are playing the top side, but because you cannot call United the top side now, I, I don't I don't think it's going to be the same. But then all the best to them as they are fighting dirty. Uh, I can't hear them from the top. The distance is too far. <laughs> okay, um, let's talk about the Euro draws. I think I have. Them here, it's not a complete draw yet because we still have playoff games. But um, so I don't know if I should go through all the groups, but I will try. Group A: uh, Germany, Scotland, Hungary, and Switzerland. Group B: Spain, Croatia, Italy, and Albania. Group C: Slovenia, Denmark, Serbia, England. Group D: the one of the playoff winners uh, against and then Netherlands, Austria, France. Group E. Belgium, Slovakia, Romania, one of the playoff winners. Group F, Turkey, the final playoff winner, Portugal, and the Czech Republic. Uh, the Germany are the host. So, uh, IBK, what do, you, what do you think? Which which group do you see as the group of death? I I, I think this. I think the to me the weakest group, kinda kinda is Group C. That's why the England group is with the Slovenia, Denmark, but um, the other groups look very fairly balanced. I don't, with the way Germany is playing, it does. They might not come out of that group A. Switzerland always, you know, they just play, you know, evil football. Hungary, I decent side. Scotland can just bring unnecessary energy without quality, you know. Um, Spain to have. A crazy group with Croatia, Italy, Albania look like the weeping boys, but anybody can come out from this group. So I just feel that the groups are fairly balanced. Um, England's group looks like the one that looks, you know, pretty precise what's going to happen. But the other groups look, you know, like it's just like a toss of the coin, basically, what I'm saying. Okay, France's group too. France looks like they can come out from that group and then. Holland, Austria, then whoever gets that playoff. So it's going to be, a, you know, this 
you, you mess up one game, you're already trying to do permutation front and back. If Arsenal, if if Nigeria beats this, 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 scores by two goals, all those kind of things. And that's what's... I, I think this Euros is going to be very entertaining. Okay. Um, Oluwashegun, what do you think? Um, I'm looking at it. I think... It is going to be interesting. Uh, the 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 two groups probably like most interesting groups are probably B and D, whereby B has Croatia, Spain, Italy, and Albania, and D has the Netherlands, Austria, France, and then you know the, the last pl- uh, place is for the playoff winners. Um, the reason why is because like obviously those those groups are like most fairly balanced. Obviously, I think France is is a little bit better than the rest, but. You know, international football, France against Netherlands. I think the Netherlands can do something as well as you know Austria as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. The, the games there, Spain as well against Italy. Italy have not been good as of late uh, in in international tournaments and even qualifying for them. Uh, but I mean, it's it's a new it's a new couple of players. You know, you have players Kamaka, um, a good young striker. You have uh, um, Barella. Uh, you have uh, I mean. Let me let me think of uh, of their their squad. Uh, Udogi, Udogi as well. Dimarco, you know, they, they have players that you know all around, littered around with quality. Um, so I, I see them being able to like um give any team uh a, a good run for it. I don't I don't know if they're going to win it, but I, I see them being able to do so. Obviously, um, with England, you always have like people talking about like, oh, England, are they going to do it this year? Um. For some reason, I, I have no reason to, but for some reason, I have like this aversion to England winning, and <laughs> I really don't want them to ever win a trophy just because, like, they always talk about like it's coming home and shit, like stuff. And it's like, bro, like, why do you guys think like you have some <laughs> some divine rights to, to win it? But that's just me being a hater, so um, I, I don't know if they're, they are, they are going to win it. The thing is, they have if, if you're looking at it just from a squad, them and, and France are probably the best two countries in Europe. Um, so I'm looking at them to see what, what they're able to do. But as people have always said, like, and we'll continue to say, like, I don't think under um, Southgate is probably the best leadership for this couple of players. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, for me, I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking at groups B and D. But also, like, keeping an eye on, on, on England because I feel like they can always, um, yeah come forward and like do something with the quality that they have. Okay, uh finally we'll talk about the NBA, the in season tournaments, the quarterfinals now. Uh uh Ramsey IBK. I don't know if you've seen the the draws. Maybe I should just yeah, go. Please. Yeah in the East Sorry. it's gonna be the Bucks against the Knicks and then the the Pacers against the Boston Celtics. As for the East, and then the West is going to be Lakers against the Suns and the Kings wow, against that's a, game. that's a game and a half, man. Yeah, and then the Kings against the Pelicans. And you know, mm-hmm. that the, the winners of the West to meet the winners of the East, so that's how it is. And, then, and they'll play in Las Vegas. Everything ends by next Saturday, December the 9th. So, what do you, what do you, who are your favorites to win, Ramsey? Okay, IBK can take that then. Your favorite. Okay, I think I think oh wow, I think we're gonna be seeing 
a Lakers Celtics finals. That's what I think. Oh, that that would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. For the first in-season tournament, that would that would, that that should bring the ratings up. That should I, bring. I up. personally don't think the Lakers can beat this the the Kings or the Pelicans. I don't I don't think the Lakers have the the strength to beat the Kings or the Pelicans. But but their players are coming back. Their players are they they just they need a bigger squad. Not not they need like eight nine deep too. To pull off the Kings, and I think their players are coming back. They will grind it out. Five hundred k on the line. They will grind it out. I could be totally wrong here as well, but I think Lakers Celtics. As long as Nuggets was off the list, you know anybody, <laughs> <laughs> because Nuggets right now are just like that juggernaut of a team, and it's ridiculous how good. As in when you when you see Joker playing, the fluidity, motion, and everything, man. You know, it's ridiculous. It's insane. The, the squad building has been insane, and then Joker is like, I used to, I used to put him and um, Yanis one A one B, but oh, Yanis is clearly number two now. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the show. Wonderful episode today. Uh, thanks for everyone. Thanks to everyone for being here. Uh, especially uh, for Lou who dropped into. Talk about the Liverpool victory. <laughs> we know why he dropped in. Anyway, so yeah. um <laughs> how do you <laughs> well yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean this to be here, obviously. Uh, I didn't realize, but the games are on this week, this uh midweek until you said it, so I checked and it's yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So midweek football and then That's weekend football. Anyway, yeah, I just saw it's got a it's got a chip. Um so yeah, looking forward to it and yeah, again, back again next week, Kend. Yeah, okay. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Cheers. All right.